we're back with my friend Tana, who I've known for many years. I think it's been like over 10 years, right, Tana? Yeah, like years now. <laughs> a long, long time. Um, and she's a mom, and um, his name is uh, Charlie. How old is he now? He is almost 15 months. 15 months. Oh, old booker. Is it already shit? No, I'm sorry. 14, four, 14 months. 14, 14 months. months. <laughs> Gotta be exact. Yeah. Oh, darling. Uh-huh. All right. So, um, just wanted to get an idea of the how everything happened. Like, what was your. You found out you're pregnant, which uh, I'm sure you didn't see coming, but. Uh, what were you some of your your feeling uh once you found out you know we're gonna we're gonna um do everything we can for this child what were some of your anticipations and in, in going into the pregnancy um well i never really wanted kids until um until i met my husband mm-hmm. um when we got together and we got married we you know we talked about starting a family um but, you know, many years down the road and, mm-hmm. you know, three months after being married, found out I was pregnant wow. <laughs> much sooner than we had planned. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of a big shock, but, um, you know, I just, I, I couldn't imagine having a child. So I just kind of focused on the pregnancy and taking care of myself and like, just planning everything and really like envisioning the type of birth that I wanted and the way I wanted to bring Charlie into the world. Um, But, you know, I was anxious about, you know, whether I was ready to be a mom. Um, Mm -hmm. I was saying to my mom also, it's like, it doesn't matter if you're like 17 years old pregnant or like my mom who was 45 and, and found out she was pregnant. I don't think anything yeah. really prepares you for being a mom except for the experience itself. And everybody's a first time yeah. mom at some point, you know. So it's just like something you just have to dive into, I imagine, right? Yeah. Well, that's that's the funny thing. Like, you know, I was thirty when I found out, and I was like, "Am I too young? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I'm too young days, to be right? having a child." <laughs> yeah. 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 So it was it was crazy. And then, what were some of your your hopes for for Charlie, like not necessarily life situation, but just like it could be life situation or just you know who, kind of person that you want him to be. Like what what did you want for your um, child? Most importantly, more than anything, I just want him to be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Donna, right at first, uh. You, you you think of all these, you know, you want to be so honest and you want to do everything. And then after the first year, you say, oh, dear God, just keep, just keep him alive, please. Let's <laughs> <laughs> make sure he's safe. And you go through the cold. You go through having colds and everything. You say, just keep, keep, I, I don't care about any of the other stuff. Don't be a hoodlum. Just let him be alive. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. And so, and, yeah, and, he's. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, um, one thing I was saying in the segment previous uh, to my mom is, you know, there's many definitions of happiness, and and my mom really helped me kind of see, like, what what would what would I could actually expect to make me happy, you know, because 
there were friends of mine, uh, girlfriends and everything that had really nice homes and and everything. And uh, But they didn't always have the best situations inside that home. And so mm-hmm. it's it's a matter of, of, of what your values are, you know, and, and what's important to yeah. you. And like my mom was saying, yeah. there's, there's parents who, you know, they never see their kids and they're just always working. And, exactly. uh, and then that you're worried also about financial issues. But the only thing that's really important um, from what I've learned and heard is that you spend time with your child. You, mm-hmm. you love, you give the child love and support, you know? Yeah. And that's one thing I've been struggling with lately too is, you know, I'm, you know, Danny works full time. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm working almost full time. Charlie goes to a babysitter now and yeah. I've really been struggling with like, you know, I'm spend so much time away from him. Like, you know, financially I do have to work, but you know, I For really sure. am trying to like, Making yeah, I'm like, do I really need to work as much as I'm working, you know? I mean, you, yeah, I mean, you're fortunate. I feel like I'm missing out, military, you know? Yeah, you're on the military base, and they've, they've got your back in a lot of ways. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, so definitely, I mean, you want to save maybe a little bit for whatever Charlie wants to get into. I mean, these days, I think, I just think they should be teaching kids entrepreneurship, you know? It's like, not even mm-hmm. totally necessary to be going to college, perhaps if it's related to your passion or whatever, but um, there's so many things you can do to starting your own business if you just apply yourself to it, and it's just giving yeah, enough time to that thing, you know, and I think mm-hmm. there's plenty of things that, you know, if, if Charlie, if, if he is going to be an academic kid, fine, but if not, it's like, yeah. There's so many things that he could he could really be passionate about that he just needs love yeah. and support for, you know, and it's not even necessarily exactly. a whole lot of finances as much as I'm gonna give some motherly advice. Uh-huh. <laughs> People start saying saying to Charlie, What are you gonna be when you grow up? You make sure that you say to Charlie sometime in the visit, he's gonna be Charlie. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna be right now. Yeah. Forget about this. What's he going to be when he grows up? He's Charlie right now. Mm-hmm. And he is his own value right now. And each new day, he will be Charlie right now. And that's important that that you get that across. Because some kids can hardly remember their childhood for the parents. I'm afraid that my dad had that problem. What are you going to be 10 years from now? And I would say, how, how do I know? I don't know what the what the political uh, situation is going to be. I don't know if I'm going to be in a war. Yeah. I don't know what the financial situation is. How can I tell you what I'm going to be right now? Oh, you got to, you got to, you got to think ahead. You got to think ahead. Well, I always knew that the now is that's where you are. Yeah. And so make sure that he knows that, that it's just fine that he's Charlie right now, employed, unemployed, yeah. uh, whatever he's going to do. He's wonderful Charlie right now. And I'm sure you. And I would say absolutely (laughs) let him be himself because I've seen, and I, not even just, you know, you see those really photogenic babies, but I've actually met your kid and he's one of the happiest, like, uh, you know, like peaceful, just like low maintenance kid that I've ever seen. So I think he he came into this world with with the knowledge of something, you know what I mean? I think he's an old soul. Like he, 
he yeah definitely he he already has so many things. It's just a matter of not getting in his way, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what what are just if you want to share some of your favorite memories with with Charlie since he was born? Oh my gosh, there's so many. I think yeah. Um, I mean, he's only 15, 14 months. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I but, mean, so many, like, so, I think all of his first, you know, first mm-hmm. words, his, you know, first time smiling, first time laughing. I think those have been my favorite moments. Um, and he does laugh a lot. Like, he laughs randomly. so much. <laughs> just randomly. Like, he'll just be running around the room just cracking up and then just yeah. like, that is so funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, my, I mean, my mom used to tell me, too, that I was really, really quiet and, like, uh, just kind of happy. She, what was the thing, uh, Mom, you just told me, uh, is that um, I would I would come and tell my friend Brittany, you know, let's just be happier or something like that, right? Oh yeah! Oh, get yeah. on the happy side, Brittany. Get on the happy side. The other get side. Get on the happy side. Really bad. Yeah, it's really bad. He said, "You get stuck there." He said, "You get stuck. Careful, you get stuck there." Get oh. on the happy side. Because my mom, That's my so mom cute. said, you know, one of the things she used to teach me is don't let your emotions run your life. Like, not that you can't be aware of your emotions and, and your feelings and where mm-hmm. you're at, but. There's so many that I've known where it's just like their their emotions run their life. If they don't feel well, it's like they don't try. And a lot of things are you feel better once you get the ball rolling. You know what I mean? There's there's mm-hmm. all sorts of like doubts and insecurities we have, but many times you feel better just just showing up, just being there, and then and then things start like falling into place. So it's not even necessarily like something that you have to be totally confident before you do, but. When you start doing it, you start feeling better, and mm-hmm. and so I think as long as he has that principle, you know, he's gonna be fine. Yeah. And uh, I recently That's, saw a video of him. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I I recently saw a video of him where he was like, you made a joke like that. Here, here's being like a, uh, what it's like to be a drunk toddler or something. Because he he totally does look like he is, <laughs> yeah. you know. And he's just learning to walk now, right? He's been walking since he was ten months old, but he's he's trying to take off running, and he he just kind of trips over his feet most of the time. Yeah, that's cute. But (laughs) and uh, what was the story again? His uh, about his name, Charlie. Um, (laughs) uh, Charlie, Danny has so many. his grandpa and his uncle, like he has so many um, Charlies in his family that we kind of just, Charlie's named after, you know, so many people on Danny's Danny's family. And then his middle name is William Lawrence. And -hmm. William is my stepdad's first name. And Lawrence is Danny's, um, Danny's dad's first name, so we were just kind of like trying to cover, <laughs> yeah, cu- kind of cover all the men, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I think it fits him. And, so. and my mom, uh, you know, even told me early on, like many times, the meaning of my name and that the name you give your child kind of uh, vibrationally um, uh-huh. influences and helps them in life. And uh, but my mom would say that 
she wasn't sure if that was always going to be a comfortable place for me because Travis apparently means he who meets, he who's, what is it, Mom? Um, it, he who stands he at the crossroads? Who helps in the, uh, the, at the crossroads. He who serves. He who serves and and when, when Travis even first started dating and first had little friends, he always seemed to draw to him like a troubled girl who needed <laughs> needed to go to therapy or, oh. or one of them one of them was there. She was a darling girl, but uh, she was an alcoholic and she was very very young. And he's the one that that nobody could get through to her. And um, Travis was the one that said, "We've got to get you to Alcoholics Anonymous." Mm-hmm. I mean, um, he and I thought he who serves at the cross said, "Should should I?" Put that on him. It's a big responsibility. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. And I do. I mean, but, but you also in that in that thing, the thing that helps bring you to maturity is you have to learn, like when you nurse a little bird, you have to know when to let it go and let it fly. Mm-hmm. So you don't get to you don't get to keep the little one that you're helping across the crossroads forever because it is he who crosses the crossroads. Not who, not he who stays. Yeah. There, and so it's, it's hard to judge at what time is the time and the situation to help them go on. Um, Tana, what are some changes that you've noticed in yourself after having Charlie? Oh my gosh. Um, I don't even know where to really start with that one. <laughs> Just the um, first one so, that comes to mind. It's been crazy. Um, I have way more patience. Uh-huh. Um, not that Charlie really tests my patience that often. Right, but, yeah, true. <laughs> um, you know, I've learned to just slow down a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I've developed a new kind of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Um. In what way? Because I have this, because I have this tiny little human mm-hmm. that you know kind of completely relies on me right. for everything from its basic needs. Um, you know, and once he grows up, um, and helping build his mind and his spirit, and it's just that you know I realize how big of a responsibility I have. So you just you know? look at your yourself and be like, uh, am I being the best representation of things exactly. that you need? Exactly, yeah. Stuff like that, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and so, it just makes me really think about who I am. And, right. Know. But I, yeah. And a lot of people learn, you know, not to be selfish, but I feel like you've already, you've already had a lot of that down, you know, not being selfish and... So that a lot of that yeah. probably comes natural, but and you probably learn how to be even more selfless in the process, I'm sure. Yeah, and it's really balancing, like, um, you know, being selfless and, you know, also giving working on yourself, my yeah. all to this to to Charlie, but also like, you know, finding that balance and having time for myself and taking care of my, you know my mind and my spirit, you know, which has been a struggle, but. Right. And so are there, are there some things that you feel that, um, you've learned or gained from being a mom as far as, um, maybe that you didn't expect, you know, 
uh, or has this relate has this experience for you? In what ways has it been what you expected, and maybe not what you expected? Um, I honestly didn't know what to expect, but it, he's still pretty young. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, he's still pretty yeah. young, but I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that I've gained and experienced a, a type of love that I've never experienced before. Right. And it's really hard to explain. And Kay, you yeah. probably know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying this new mother at a, a place to have a bunch of issues together. My new mother, she just had that baby about two weeks ago. I looked at her and said, did you ever dream that you had the capacity to love that much? Mm-hmm. No. I said, it, it's a shock. Said, yeah. <laughs> It must like also hearing be little... his laugh, my heart yeah. just like explodes oh. every time he laughs. It's yeah. pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure it's also kind of scary, you know, like you were saying, like loving someone that much because you're so worried about him being safe and him turning out okay. But then mm-hmm. in some ways, very beautiful too, you know? Yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's a very delicate thing. Finding exactly. That yeah. Well, it's great. Well, um, yeah. we have some other people. We're going to talk to uh, Roy and um, oh. and his mom as well. We're going to talk to Roy and his mom and, and kind of have a similar segment like uh, my mom and I did talking about our childhood and everything. And um, and so uh, we'll be filling in with that. Is there anything that... Maybe you, any advice you want to give to to moms, uh, you know, who are in a similar situation, who may be just now pregnant, or you know, some things that they should be aware of, or you know, that you wish you had known, or anything like that that you want to add. Um, I think you know, first time mom, and my son's only fourteen months. I'm still learning every day, but right. I think the best advice I could give is, you know, you can try to plan for things and you can try to, you know, anticipate things and have expectations, but you just, every moment and every day is just, you just got to embrace every moment and, you know, just do the best you can and don't forget to take care of yourself. Yeah. And and probably also not to be overly anxious to just keep it simple and and like mm-hmm. we're saying like just remember that love and 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 whenever you can have time with your kid it's so precious and valuable. Yeah. Um, let, me interject, a... let me interject something. Let me interject something here. This just yeah. now came to my mind. My memory. Uh-huh. I had um, Travis your your uh, your godfather took you to a movie that I thought was way too adult for you. I thought it was quite inappropriate and I so angry. And I went to work very angry about it. And I told my male boss about it and he said, Okay, go home and ask Travis what's the movie he saw. He said, You find that Travis didn't see the movie that you think he saw. 
in his mind, it had a whole other meaning, a right. whole other, and you will find that. You'll think, well, this kid thinks this, but no, 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 no. And uh, uh, sometimes my father used to tell about our childhood, and I would sit there listening, and I thought, who the heck is he talking about? <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, I never, I never thought those things, and I, and uh, really, you know, <laughs> it's just how I experienced. But no, we never really truly know uh, how that child experiences things. We all mm-hmm. think we do. So, that brings up know, so to like, mind. Like, uh, like she said, you just do the best you can, and each day's different. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, mom, enjoy uh, each moment. If you can take yourself, Mom, if you can take yourself back to when I was 14 months old, is there anything mm-hmm. that you wish someone had told you uh, that maybe you want to share with Tana? Uh, to being that young? No, you I know, just share it. You know, every, every day is every day's, every day's going to be different, and they, and they develop at their, at their own pace. What, what the doctor told me one time, he says, you know, I really trust his mom. She says, you know, because I was reading every book and everything. And he says, no, no, those books, those books are written to sell books. Yeah. And, and he said, uh, you know, I, I've been, I've been a doctor for 40 years. And <laughs> he says, I trust him, my mom. There's yeah. an inner something in you. And when you love that child, you, you give it. Yeah, that's so. It's so funny too because, like, when I was pregnant, I was like, "Oh, like, I was looking into reading all these books," and I was like, "It didn't feel right." I was like, "I just have to go with my gut," you know, and just mm-hmm. yeah, exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And Travis had an ear problem, and uh, the doctor said, "Oh, everything's fine." And so um, I went back and I said, I, "I hate to be a smarty and everything. Everything is not not fine." And he says, well, if you're the mama and you're saying everything's not fine, let's take another look. Oh, good doctor. And and we did find that there was something that he missed. And he mm-hmm. said, see, will that tell you? God mm-hmm. plugs, plugs you guys up. You, you know exactly. <laughs> and, and it doesn't even have to be the birth month. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that love connection. And yeah. you're going you're gonna to read that child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And about bad moms, there's nothing, there's nothing you can say to them. There's something wrong with those ladies. Yeah. One thing that um, came to mind that maybe I wanted to add uh, when my mom was talking about um, earlier is uh, I, I heard this story from, you know, the uh, Neil Patrick Harris, the guy who did Doogie Howser, and he was uh-huh, talking yeah. about being a child actor. Uh-huh. And... Um, he felt like, you know, he felt like he could develop better as a person when um, people were talking to him on an equal level. Like, as as Charlie gets older, you know how a lot of um, people will do when they see kids, they'll talk to him like a little kid, like, oh, hi there, buddy. Like, how are you? Yeah, He's a baby. Absolutely. You know, he's so young. Uh-huh. But, like, as he gets older, and I'm sure you can remember, too, being a kid and being talked to like that, but when they start uh-huh. to express their views and their opinions or, or showing any sort of, like, engagement and, and, and wanting to express themselves, I would say always talk to them as an equal, you know? And I think he'll grow his and his confidence. In, in I honestly, just, you know? 
Yeah. No, absolutely. I totally agree. I honestly, I already talked to him like that. I know he doesn't yeah. fully really understand what I'm saying, but, um, you know, I, when I'm talking to him, I kind of just talk to him like he's my equal. Yeah. And I don't talk to him like he doesn't understand what I'm saying, you know? Right, right. And like we're saying, yeah. he's probably an old soul uh, being that calm yeah. and, and, you know, my mom and I also believe that um, you kind of choose your parents or the similar way that in life you attract people who are like you. Um, I yeah. think that, you know, before you're born, us as souls are attracted or drawn to those who are most like us. And and so mm-hmm. just that he is such an amazing kid already says something about you and Charlie. And, and, uh, and I think that, you know, it's going to be an awesome experience um, and that uh, he has great parents and um, and wisdom probably beyond his time already so just talking to him knowing that there's some intelligence inside of him that can hear you and it is absorbing yeah, exactly. that you know mm-hmm. so. yeah alright Tana well thank you for joining us I'll let you get to, for having to bed me. yeah and uh, we'll have this up um, hopefully by Mother's Day and so you can listen to it okay. and uh, sh- maybe uh, direct some of your friends to check it out. And um, we will be back with uh, my friend Roy, who also just had some kids. He he had uh, his second child recently, and we'll have him on. And um, thanks again, Tom. Great. Thank you. All Happy right. Mother's Day, Kay. You too. Happy Mother's Day, darling. <laughs> All right. All right. Have a good night. You too. Talk to you soon. All right, so we're back. Uh, we're back with my friend Roy, who I've known for, I think, about 20 years now. Something crazy. Um, something like 20 years. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, and uh, this is our Mother's Day special, so we have uh, my friend Roy's mom on, Sarah. Say hello, Sarah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and, this is Sarah. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just going to get some uh, different point of views and, uh, you know, some of the experiences that uh, me and my mom were on, and uh, we kind of went over our experiences and everything, and uh, our mother-son relationship and what we gained from it. Um, so, Sarah, uh, I want to start with you. Uh, what were maybe uh, some of the anticipations or what you thought being a mom would be like before before you had Roy when you were pregnant? Well, I really, really wanted a child, and mm-hmm. so I was very happy that I was pregnant. I wanted to be a really good mom, mm-hmm. and I guess I always wanted to protect him. I enjoyed being pregnant, and I guess the anticipation was the delivery. I wasn't—I didn't know, you know, how bad it was yeah. going to be, but it was right. great. It was—it was fine. A C-section after 32 hours C-section. of labor. Yeah, my mom <laughs> got that too. Yeah. Um, did you have any uh, any fears or anxieties along with? Uh, um, you know? Well, just the fear that I wasn't going to be a good mom, but I, I thought I would be. You know, yeah. I mean, I had good parents, and I 
I, I, I thought I would be okay. Um, yeah. Fears, fears, just that he would be okay. You know. Yeah. Just and, safe, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of support from friends, and yeah. um, and and from working. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah. So my mom was forty three or forty four, something like that. How old were you, Sarah, when you had? Uh, thirty three. Thirty three. Okay. Thirty three. Yeah. And had you always uh, wanted a child, or was that something that kind of came? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Time was evading uh, me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I'm thirty three now, so I guess I'm next. <laughs> uh, and um, let's see, what uh, what are some of your favorite memories from from Roy's childhood? Well, we started going camping when he was six months old, mm-hmm. and he was a trooper. Um, we always did everything together. Um, memories would be uh, we went rock climbing. We, he took drum lessons. He took trombone lessons. He was in Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts. We did everything together, and I was always very involved in his life. Roy, um, was that like a natural interest for you, like drums and and stuff, or, or was that kind of like something that you uh, your mom wanted you to try out and then you, you ended up liking it, or how did that go? As, as far back as I can remember, um, it was it was just sort of something that was like in me, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was always like pounding on things, and I think my mom had bought me... Um, you know, a little pink drum pad thing that I still have. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I just sort of tapped away on that forever. And then I think what sparked it is I had um, this woman that was that worked at my daycare. Mm-hmm. Um, I think her name was Miss Penny. Um, her husband was a drummer, and she actually gave me a drum set that he had sitting in his attic. And I don't, I don't know how that came about, but mm-hmm. that's sort of, um, sort of something that pushed me. Our, you know, our family, our family was always, you know, musical. Like we were always really? doing something with me. Always. I didn't even know that. Wow. That's true. Sarah, yeah. you were, you played instrument, right? When you were in Girl Scouts? I started with clarinet for years and years, and then I wow. took up the uh, French horn. But my mother, uh-huh. Roy's grandmother, uh, sang um, as a soloist from, like, always in every church in Long Beach, but she started singing when she was four years old wow. and could play the piano. So, I mean, yeah. it's there. You know, his aunt yeah. plays the cello. His cousin plays the, tr- the trumpet, another tr- trumpet. Yeah. Uh, Cousin plays the drums, so yeah, it's it's all there, you know. Yeah, and for yeah, our listeners, I uh, just want to say for our listeners that might not know, Roy and I was in a band together, and he played drums, and I was playing guitar and singing, and then we had uh, his friend Rusty who, who was playing bass, and uh, yeah, it was fun. We started that like fourteen, I think, something like that, our freshman sophomore year, something like that, high school. Yeah, somewhere around there, yeah. Um, so you, so your your mom, uh, where did you get into like doing it with school, or were you doing that with the Boy Scouts too, playing drums, or? No, see, it's it it started at Los Cerritos, uh-huh. um, and and I don't 
in elementary school, they starting in third grade, um, you started. Um, it was I feel it was almost like a mandatory class that you were in music. In in third grade, your options were violin or cello. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I I I picked violin. Yeah. It, of course, I didn't enjoy it. And so yeah. in fourth grade, you had the option to move up to a different instrument. And ironically enough, um, they they would come in and they would give an example of like the different instruments. And this gentleman pulled out his trombone and he did this sort of like just like descending note on the trombone and it it, mm-hmm. it it almost sounded like fire engine and for some reason that ability to just go wow 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 on the mm-hmm. trombone right right made me want to play trombone yeah um and then that's that's where that started and then the you know I always had that goofy drum set and I mean you, uh, Travis, I'm sure you remember that goofy drum set because yeah. I was playing on it when we first met. So wait, and, that's the one um, that, that a family member gave you, is that what you said? Uh, it was a lady that worked at the child care. Okay, okay, wow. Um, or the, the, yeah. the daycare that I went to. And that was, uh, um, were you, well, was that technically the first band you, you played with or did you play with any other musicians or anything like as far as like, you know, original music and that kind of stuff? Um, that was that was actually the first band that I actually was a part of. Right, was mine the, too. Was the Pheromones? Yeah, yeah. It's funny how it just came together for us. You know, it's like all of yeah, us. Yeah, say that name out time. again. I want the audience to hear that name. I think it's a wonderful the name. Pheromones. <laughs> pheromones. Pheromones. Yes. Uh huh. Yes, and they were. It's, <laughs> it's funny that name too, because. What I was going for was uh, actually with serotonin. Was I was going trying to convey like a, a happy chemical, and uh, turned out that I didn't understand what pheromone meant. And then when, once I heard, I was like, I, I guess that works. <laughs> so people like that name more than the the other name we had, Double Blind. Um, Roy, what were some of your um, kind of favorite memories from childhood? Oh man. Maybe times you know, where, like, you know, with, with you and your mom early on or anything like that. Some of my favorite childhood memories, I'd have to say, were with Great Outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I honestly don't know at what age we started there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it might, I, I might even like be able to bridge it back to like the mothers group because I have. Um, vague memories of that, but the great outdoors is where, like, you know, like my mom had stated earlier, her and I did everything together. Right. And Same with me and my I'm mom. Not, yeah. I'm not sure how we ever accomplished anything because I feel like <laughs> we were always going somewhere. We were always doing something. We were either camping or Boy Scouts or here yeah. or there or bouncing here or bouncing there. We were always busy. And but I I know with like the great outdoors, you know it was it was what was it like a camping group, right? You know, an, out, an outdoors group 
that my mother mm-hmm. belonged to. And until I got into my, you know, I want to say maybe three teens or, mm-hmm. you know, teens, like I feel like I was really accepted. And we did a lot of rock, you know, I, I remember with them rock climbing and going camping and, you know, stories yeah. by the fire and all that. And, you know. I, I remember going like, to your uh, Boy Scout cer- ceremony. What was that for? Do you remember when when I went there? It yeah, was, well, uh, that was that was for the rank of Eagle Scout. Okay, yeah, that was cool. I remember that. Yeah, that was that was when I was awarded uh, Eagle Scout, which is the highest rank in Boy Scouting. Oh, okay, gotcha. Wow. Yeah. See, I was also too young um, to even know that. You know. Yeah, uh, and looking I mean, back on it. And and that was that itself was a memory, you know, because like. There was so much involvement. And, again, it, it stems back to my mom. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way. There's there's literally no way. And there's not an Eagle Scout in this world that can ever deny the fact that they're not an Eagle if it wasn't for their parents. Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, there was, you know, doing things like, the opportunities that I had as a child because of my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and of course, you know, my dad, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I lived with my mom and, right. you know, like doing things like atomic energy merit badge that, you know, I was able to do because of her and national jamboree and, you know, doing things like building the patio on our front, uh, at, you know, the, the cement, patio that we had on our front uh, front yard and mm-hmm. doing all these different things and getting to go to camp and um, just there's so yeah, many awesome. things there's that, yeah like, I I didn't get to do I didn't do a lot of camping I don't remember but um, that's great what now what is yeah, the great outdoors uh, what is that um is that the name of like a place, or are you just saying like in general, like, like the outdoors? Well, my mom, like... my, my mom can. Exp- it was a, it was a group. Uh huh. Okay. But, okay, guys. Um. They have chapters in different places, and we happen to be in the L.A. chapter, or the Orange uh, County okay. chapter. Yeah. So they they did regular like sort of like camp trips and and seeing yeah. a lot of like natural. Uh, Mm-hmm. Once a month, there'd and... be something going on. Yeah. Ah, see, my version of meetings, that. Meetings, was... we'd go to meetings once yeah. a month, and then there'd be some kind of camping trip or or something. You know. Right. Then right. we went as much as we could. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, my version of that was maybe like uh, my private school. Like every summer, they would have like uh, you know field trips that we'd go on, like random things. It wasn't so much like outdoor stuff, but it was just like going to, like, we're going to go to Knott's Berry Farm this day, and, like, the whole class would go, and instead of just, like, you know, getting into trouble during the summer, we all have, like, organized activities and stuff going the whole summer and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I want to inject something on the goodness of Sarah. Uh (laughs) Is uh, when I first met Sarah, that's when the pheromones were were in the garage there making a, a lot of clatter. And yeah. she was, and she was 
studying on uh, to further her nursing, and that required an awful lot of concentration. And yeah. yet she was working very long hours, and the band would be so loud so loud. that it would My make ears the still pictures. <laughs> it would make the pictures on their on her wall absolutely yeah. clatter. Yeah, and there yeah. aren't a whole lot of there aren't a whole lot of moms that would sit through that. Yeah. And uh, she'd just smile and she'd say, "I know where there are, and they're safe." That's <laughs> yeah. No, you're very tolerant and supportive, and I, I, I'm thinking back now, like, why didn't we, like, Roy, do your ears ring, like, in silence? Um, I'm, 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 I'm convinced I'm deaf. <laughs> like, and and, and yeah. I, I chalked that, I chalked that up to Travis insisting on having, you know, concert level speakers in the garage, <laughs> right. and you know, like. Heavy metal show like guitar amps, theatrics, and yeah, yeah, and then the cymbals, the cymbals, man, those cymbals got loud for sure. And for for I think that might be the frequency that's still caught in my ear. <laughs> 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 um, okay, so um, Sarah, what changes have you noticed in yourself after having Ryan? Well, I could say that I'm not a very good rule person. Mm-hmm. I'm not a disciplinarian. These are things that I found out who would have thought that, you know, I just wanted to get along. Mm-hmm. Um, changes. I think I do believe I'm a better person mm-hmm. for having had Roy and um, just sticking by him all these years. And mm-hmm. he's turned into a great young man now. Are, are there any things about being a mom that maybe you, you didn't expect? Or, I mean, of course, everything is, is harder than it looks, but, you know, anything particular? Yeah, you never particular? know what you're going to come <laughs> yeah. up against. Each day right. is a new, you right. know. Yeah. Um, and Sarah, if you remember, I was telling I was telling when Travis was interviewing me earlier that uh, I camped out in the parking lot while they while uh, they were going to punk rock concerts and oh, things. Oh yes, that, yes, and, I, uh, yes. Yeah, you want to tell that you did too? Uh huh. I mm-hmm. did that too. But we didn't camp together. We did. We we took uh, turns. <laughs> and then Roy was in high school band, and of course after the football games they'd want to go to pizza or something, and so I'd sit out in my car, I'd be so tired. But yeah. the one time Roy came out and jumped on the hood of the car, scared me to death. But <laughs> we managed. That's Roy. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and we resented you for being so overprotective. And I know, course, and your mother course, was very overprotective, way, till... way more than I am. Wait till Roy gets older, and he'll he'll be the same way though. <laughs> oh yeah, he's, Once he's, his kids get he's, he's a great dad right now. He's just wonderful. Oh, yeah. yeah, and I want to get into that too. But um, first, let me just uh, finish with uh, you, Sarah. I just want to see like maybe some things that you've that you've gained in being a mom. You know, maybe uh, you know in what ways maybe you've become a better person or. Well, I. Um, I just learned that I have to be very patient. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't always be there and solve all the problems, even though I mm-hmm. always want to. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say I'm a, I'm a stronger person now uh, after mm-hmm. being a mom. Yeah. And I'm more outgoing and able to stick to my ideas. 
I'm I'm okay. very more outgoing now than I ever used to be. I used to be really, really shy and oh. and you know yeah. and never speak my mind, but now yeah. I can do that. <laughs> yeah. Roy's well, and, a very good person to have discussions with. Yeah. <laughs> very vocal, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, Roy, uh, maybe we can bring on Jess and, and talk to her. Is she there? Yeah. Hello. Hi, Jess. Um, so uh, you guys just had uh, two kids. Now, how old is how old is Finley? How old is he now? So Finley's two and a half, well, turning three in August. Mm-hmm. Mackenzie is six months old. Oh. <laughs> so, um, just same question. What were um, maybe some of your ideas of what being a mom might be like when you're pregnant and <clears throat> maybe some fears, anxieties, anything like that? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. I was excited, but, of course, you never know, like, what to expect. It just seemed like it was going to be fun and of course it's not always fun all the time mm-hmm. right but probably get like two different <laughs> answers like with Finley you know I mean I can't speak for Jess but you know when she was pregnant with Finley like I think both of us were just like it was the fear of the unknown it's like oh my god you know like you know, I, I remember Jess and I would have conversations about, like, what are we going to do when this happens? And what are we going to do if this happens? And what are we going to mm-hmm. do if this happens? And then you have your kid, and you're like, well, we plan for absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and with Mackenzie, you know, everybody would always tell us, like, your second kid is different. Your mm-hmm. second kid is different. And it, 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 it could not be more true. Right. Because um, you're just like more more prepared, or like, and can, can you step a little bit closer to the phone too, Roy? Oh yeah, I'm here. Yeah, um, I don't want I don't want to take it too much away from Jess, but oh for sure, yeah. When you when you when you have a when you have that second kid, you a lot of what you had before the first one, like mm-hmm. the you know you would jump at every coup and cough. Mm-hmm. and you know you you you'd have your pediatrician on speed dial. Yeah. You know, because every, like, booger that fell out of their nose was the next plague. <laughs> um, oh, and then, you know, you're having <laughs> to be good, you know, and, like, you worry because, you're, you know, your kid bumps his head on the side of the bed and he's got to go have some MRIs and CAT scans now yeah. <laughs> um, to make sure he doesn't have a concussion. And your second kid, you know, could fall from a three-story building and you're like, I get up and walk it off. <laughs> You know, you, yeah, it's a little exaggerated, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, I mean, you all, all of the like paranoia yeah. that you dealt with with the first kid, you realize with the second kid, and and so on, that like a lot of what you were doing with the first kid was like overthinking things or like, right? You know, kids are like giant rubber balls. Like <laughs> they sort of, <laughs> they bounce back. Old. Yeah, yeah. I think we're very like. Uh, stereotypical in that, like, we have a mama's boy and a daddy's girl. Oh, I'm so. very protective <laughs> of my girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I can I can see that coming. <laughs> but, you know, your your fears that you have, I guess, like, especially with, um, you know, never, the first time around, never having, like, a kid, you just, 
you worry, like Sarah was saying, about your ability to parent and if you're going to do a good enough job and just are you going to do things right. I think that's mm-hmm. your biggest, like, that was my fear. Like, I just wanted to make sure I was going to do things right. Do the and best being, you can, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Being pregnant the first time was way more um, just, like, relaxing I guess and it was mm-hmm. it was an easy pregnancy for me but the second time it was like you have a toddler running around and just like mm-hmm. no literally no time it just you like are a zombie <laughs> yeah well and then we're, we're also stepping in on a very early time in their lives too right so like from what I hear the first two three years of their life are, are a lot right is that right Sarah uh, Kate oh yes 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 yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah, they're just they're just even. They require even more time and and just oh, yeah. being very very watchful Learning of everything. And walk and mm-hmm. you know yeah. communicate with you. They're developing developing a personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot going on. You know, right. you know yeah. I was really lucky. Uh, Travis came already raised. Oh. <laughs> it, it was it was just amazing. I would just I just observed. And then yep. he began to raise me, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he's done a pretty doggone good job. Well, there were some <laughs> things that now there were some things just to be fair that Jack used to tell me about terrible twos that I had though, where uh, oh yeah, you remember uh-huh, the one but story? But you didn't have the terrible two. You waited till you were three for that. You yeah, did everything me. late, uh, everything late, which would which would was enough to scare me because of other people interjecting. Uh, you didn't walk. You did not walk, and um, uh, and then the doctor said uh, he'll walk when the when the muscle develops, and it, it, that's when he walks. And he said yeah. there is no such thing as uh, as potty training a child. He says uh, these you go through all of that. Did you know that that child would have become potty trained at that time anyway? Because their their uh, little system, they receive the brain message and everything, and they are uncomfortable with it. If you have kept them clean, and uh, they they uh, that's why potty training happens at different times. He says some people will be like six months old, and they say, "Oh, you know, I potty trained." He said, "No, you didn't. Uh, uh-uh. no." And the oh, child was not right. potty trained. The parents were potty trained. They ran the kid to the pot every every thirty minutes or whatever that they did. <laughs> And you didn't talk. Yeah. And you got taller and taller and bigger and bigger and you didn't talk. And um and that worried me and then the doctors and then uh you know, like Roy like Roy said, then you run to the doctor and the doctor said to me, uh the Einstein didn't talk to me, it was almost four, so I wouldn't worry about <laughs> it. And and you you didn't do that baby chatter, just all of a sudden, uh here I was giving you saints' names and all this kind of stuff. I Spirituality was very, very important to me that you understood uh, life purpose. And uh, and so your first word was Coca-Cola. That was oh, no, it's Pepsi. Pepsi. It's because of Jack. Disgusting. Yes. Then you Pepsi. said happy, happy. Uh-huh. Yes. yes. Okay, well, let me go. But you never maybe talked. Um, just what, what are some of your hopes for for your kids, not even necessarily like their life situation, but just like what kind of people do you want to yeah, be? Yeah, right now. You know? mm-hmm. Wonderful question. I guess um, my hopes are just that they have, you know, kindness 
kindness mm-hmm. in their souls, and they're just genuinely good people. That's really right. Because the world is short on that, for sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. Just to have genuine people in this world. And my mom always taught me that it's not necessarily, you know, of course you want to love what you do, but it's like even people who have dream jobs, they realize, you know, there's things that they don't want to do in their job or things are more complicated. So it's really putting love into what you do that's more important, whatever that yeah, may be. Yeah, ex- exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. Be. I want them to be successful. I want them to love what they do. But, yeah, putting like you, the, what you – but it was how you put it was perfect. Putting love into what you do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what are uh, some changes that you've noticed in yourself after having kids? Oh God, I don't know. I'm always tired now. Always tired. <laughs> I drink a ton of coffee. I live on caffeine. Yeah. Um, I just sort of have to. Um, let a lot of things go, mm-hmm. like kind of become become more easy going about things, and and more patient as well, and mm-hmm. um, but going with the flow, I guess, because you just you just never know what you know coming around the corner with kids. <laughs> and and you don't have to can get I, super. Can I ask you a question, Jesse? Yeah. Um, Sarah and I didn't have to worry about this. And uh, you and Roy are, uh, have a child when this political scene is get it getting more intense and more intense, uh, putting a whole lot of uh, fears in order to control the the uh, uh, citizenry. Uh, does that enter in your mind that, that this crazy guy over in Korea and everything is going to drop a bomb on your kid's head and stuff like that, or or, or do you just kind of roll along with that and say I don't, I don't enter that in my life? We didn't have to worry about anything it, like that. It it is always kind of like in the back of my mind, but I just I I do try not to think about it that much. But I feel like every every generation, like even your guys' generation, probably had something like, Cold to water, worry about. Maybe yeah. it was just something. It, it was more about where where we're going to starve to death. Yeah. yeah, we were hippies. But but but, but yeah, uh huh. But uh, you know, but good yeah, well, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh huh. But was but 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 uh, war? No, we didn't have to worry about that at all. Well, see, and this is this is my kind of mindset on that. Is it? it especially like from coming from my upbringing, like I feel that like. Our society now is a lot more accepting, mm-hmm. um, which I'm very happy for for our children because, I mean, it's heading in that direction. But there's also, you know, there's the there's the yin to the yang, you know. There's, But I do feel that, like, I don't think that problems are getting worse mm-hmm. or that, you know, places are becoming more dangerous I feel that it's the technology is what's making it appear more dangerous because back back in the 80s you know you didn't everybody didn't have cell phones with videos and you didn't have you didn't have instant news and you didn't have 
Every, and your child could not cut you off by picking up an electronic thing and looking at it, and you don't even exist. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well. You know, and, like, nowadays, everybody's a journalist because everybody has a phone that's capable of recording. Mm-hmm. So that's true. That's true, I, yeah. I think that, I think that, like, it's not necessarily a more dangerous world now. It's just more broadcasted. It's, yeah, it's more in the open because everybody is reporting everything, and know? it's also True. that they yeah. report the bad news, you know, because that's what sells or whatever, you know. It's like well, yeah, that's you know, yeah, that's well, always sensationalism, been. you know, right? Well, you know, in the sixties, seventies, eighty, and even in the nineties, in the early, you know, not it started in the two thousands, I would say, but like, um. You know, to get the news, somebody had to, you know, a reporter had to be there. Right. You know, and nowadays, to get the news, somebody just has to send you one of their cell phone videos, and they just create a report off of that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the news is everywhere now because there's people everywhere, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I think it just sort of, you have to take it with a grain of salt because it's, I don't feel that it's any different. You know, we had, you know, you can look at it one way of sort of like the, 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 the military and the, you know, the fighting and that kind of scene, that kind of scene is kind of cyclical. You know, you had World War One, and then things sort of died down a little bit. And then you had World War Two, and then things sort of died down a little bit. And then you had the Korean War, and then things sort of died down a little bit. And then you had the Vietnam War, and then mm-hmm. things sort of died down a little bit. And earthquake. And then you know, you just had an earthquake. Yeah, there's you know, always the, been something. Yeah, you know, yeah. The I think technology War. is is really a hindrance at some point. It's nice that. Um, we have it, but mm-hmm. at other times it's like, oh, God, if I could just shut it off, you know? Well, I remember being all into my Game Boy, but this is like the next level, you know? It's like, yeah. I guess that's yeah. something that you would want to be careful with, you know, with your kids is, geez, like we thought we were into the Internet and stuff. Like if, they, if they're if they oversaturated with it too early on, it's like it's always an escape, you know, because we're always kind of like trying to be somewhere else, you know, when we get uncomfortable or bored or whatever. And so kids will latch on to that at a very, uh, you know, scarily young age and just becomes like the norm for them. It's like we we were attached to it. Us as parents were kind of guilty of that because we got in for a short period, we'd get in the habit because Tim, we had his, you know, we had, we had an iPad mini sitting around mm-hmm. that neither of us used, like still in the box. And so we were like, oh, well, you know what? We can put some like little kid games on there. And then it turned into like. So he could learn. So he could learn. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, it turned into like Jess and I's sort of like crutch. Because like when we, you know, didn't have time or didn't want to like pay attention to him like we wanted to sleep in an extra 30 minutes or something. It would totally mm-hmm. occupy him and keep him busy, yeah, but then he right. wouldn't want to put it down. He would yeah. get upset when he didn't have it. Yeah. And so we, 
we took it away. We were like, uh-uh, we're going to nip this in the bud right away. Absolutely. Yeah, that's yay, yay. Because kids, just, kids' minds are overly stimulated, and when you overstimulate – uh, when you overstimulate people, uh, their intelligence levels drop. They may be able to pass tests, but they don't really understand and connect the yeah. dots. So I'm very proud of you. Instead of a tablet now, you know, we got him a sandbox. And he plays all Yes. Hooray. Hooray. He loves that sandbox. <laughs> I think I'd like to kind of go back to the sandbox myself. Uh-huh. What is the sandbox? <laughs> oh, yeah, Travis had a sandbox. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, he's, he's just as excited to go outside and play in that sandbox, mm-hmm. probably more so than to play with an iPad or something. Right, yeah. ultimately, you yeah. know, if yeah. if they know the difference and they're exposed to both, I mean, I'm sure they would prefer, you know, something real, you know, and organic. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Roy, what I want to kind of end with you, like, what are some things now maybe that you're a parent that you have more you you have more sympathy towards your mom or maybe the way that you look at your childhood now that you know what it's like to be a parent? Um, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if if my kids, I mean, I I look back on like the things that my mom and my dad both you know, had to put up with. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I can't like knock it too hard because a lot of the things that I did, you know, made me who I am today, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, I did have a lot, a lot of freedom with my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I could do anything and anything everything and anything I wanted, you know, it was sort of like, yeah, if I wanted to go here, somewhere, you know, if I wanted to go somewhere, my mom just handed me a 20 and said, be back, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, but. But you were smart, you know, you, know? you, you didn't get yourself in, in too crazy of situations, um, at least, you know, no. until 18. <laughs> yeah. That's all you can hope for, was, you know. Yeah, I didn't get into any real big trouble until I was able to be, you know, like charged with crime. An adult, yeah. Yeah. Um, but somehow, somewhere, you know, it was instilled into me of, you know, the difference between right and wrong, and more so like right or wrong with other people, like treating other people, and. But, you know, I did, I, I was a little hellion, you know. Mm-hmm. I was a very, very, very independent teenager mm-hmm. in the sense of, you know, like any other storybook teenager, it was, you know, I was right. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, let's face it, I'm still right. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but, but Roy, I, I'll, interject, I'll interject here because I was, you know, part of watching and everything. That was your drug, being right. Uh, you you didn't re you may have tried a drug here or there, but you didn't reach for drugs because you weren't having to uh, put band aids on your feelings all the time, like a lot of kids are, and to have a moment of. Uh, 
I can be who I am, so I'll swallow this drug and this gives me the, the guts to be who I am because your mom let you be who you were. Mm-hmm. I, I really I really believe that had a whole lot to do with why you didn't reach for for things like that. And and I totally agree. My my mother and my and my dad in a part, you know, the the whole like I'm right all the time comes from my dad cuz my dad was just too smart for his own good. Mm-hmm. Um and ultimately was his demise, unfortunately. But um you know, I did have my mother gave me the freedom to be who I who I was, you know, mm-hmm. to express myself, and that that's that's actually something that like I we hope to instill in our children because mm-hmm. I know with Jess, you know, feelings were not a thing in her household. You know, oh, like yeah. feelings were not talked about, and like mm-hmm. in me growing up, like it was like I think it was a big thing with my mom and my dad. Like you talked stuff out. Like, mm-hmm. if there was something wrong, you talked it out. You, nobody ever had to wonder what each other were feeling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that was a big deal. And I, I hope that I can be half the parent that, you know, my mom, my mom a big one, and my dad were. Oh, because, yeah. I mean... If I could, I mean, I my 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 goal as a parent is to give my children the opportunities opportunities that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, because I did I did everything. Mm-hmm. I never I didn't have you know the next new cool toy. I didn't have you know you know, the next new gadget that came on the market. Mm-hmm. But that being said, there wasn't a thing I ever wanted for. Right. And now you're not conditioned to, to need that either. I'm sure, like, you maybe you don't buy the newest model of this and that, you know, the newest phone that came out. Or I'm not like that either. You know, I'm like, this phone works. Why do I need a new one? I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how you are, but that's how I feel. Well, yeah, it, it's just, it was, I had more fun being outside. I had more fun traveling, you know, and seeing things and figuring out how the world worked. Right. Um, and. Plus, we were both I, only children, you know, so we, we were allowed yeah. a lot of flexibility and a lot of you know, figure out who you are and the focus is kind of on us, which, you know, worked to our benefit in other ways it didn't. We had to learn through life how to think about other people and stuff. But we yeah. all do, you know. Jesse, Jesse, sweetheart, do you ever wonder this? This is something I used to wonder all the time. And through this, I, I'm so grateful for this uh, this interviewing uh, because through this interviewing, I'm finding out something that I had so wondered about. Of course, your little ones are too little to uh, to express like Roy and, and uh, Travis are. Uh, I said, what, what is it like to be my kid and have me as a parent? <laughs> yeah, did you ever wonder? Yeah, yeah. did yeah. you ever wonder that? 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Is this what he wanted? <laughs> but yeah. I'm sure you know you found out that you guys did do a great job and you know, as much mm-hmm. as you might be yep. hard on yourself for things that, that you wish you had done, you know, we I mean but me and Roy myself, are blessed in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. With myself sometimes I got a little out of line, I suppose. Uh, because I had a very strong standard on on what parents were supposed to be, and like one time I went over to one of uh, uh, Travis's friend's house because Travis and this little gal was were supposed to be uh, uh, doing homework and having some kids with w- a little extra fun too at her house. She was the girl singer of uh, of. Uh, uh, Roy and Travis's the the the, the pheromones. She was she was oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and they weren't there. Yeah. And they weren't there and so I said so I figured you know, okay, so they scooted over to somebody else's house and I said, So where are they? And yeah. she said, I don't know. I said, You don't know <laughs> And she said, No, I said, uh, uh you don't even have a clue? You said, No, I said I said, is that's not bothering you? And she said, No, I gotta go she says, um I got to go to uh, to the gym, and I exploded. Yeah. And I said, you care more about what your ass looks like in a pair of Jordan-ass jeans than where your kid is? Did you say that? And, oh, yeah. That oh yes, yeah. I did. Wow. And 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 she just looked, she looked at she just looked at me and literally put her hand on me to push me aside. She didn't even care if I stayed in her home. Pushed me aside because she did care more about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and and that was just intolerable to me. Yeah. And uh, and so uh, as as it was, uh, fortunately, uh, uh, Travis was allowed to be under Sarah's wing more often than than this girl's mama's wing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, when you when you when you said you were scared. When I asked you that question, then are you, do you mean like that your kids are going to want to be really independent and you're not going to know how to, how to handle that sort of thing? Well, you know, like. You just got to take one day at a time, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I had, I have, I had and I have a guardian angel on my shoulder. Oh, definitely. <laughs> There are, oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> there are a lot of instances that could have gone a lot different for me. Right. And I, I, pure yeah. dumb luck. Yeah. You know, I, I slipped through a lot of little, you know, cracks. And I just. And we didn't keep. My, we didn't keep terrible company. I, you know, no one was perfect, but. I mean, we also chose yeah, our friends, but I mean, you, know? you know. Yeah, you're all good, good friends. Yeah. Oh, you and Roy loved each other. You swacked him upside the head with the guitar, <laughs> and he had a big. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was that was crazy. Well, I don't even know the what must have come over me. <laughs> it was oh, a girl. It was a girl. It was over I hung a girl. Up on Cena. <laughs> uh, I hung it, up on Cena. Roy, what? Yeah, I hung up. I hung up on Cena. Cena. Oh, Adina, Adina. Uh, 
Mindless okay. self-indulgence, girl. Sheena. Mm-hmm. That was later. Was I? Was it already my our senior year when it happened? I thought yeah. it was like somewhere like junior or, or sophomore. But I remember you. I remember there being a camera involved and and you were trying to film me or something. That's oh, I, I think remember. that's what it was. Yeah, and, and I, I was know. like, get that thing out of my face. You know, it was a little sad. But yeah, I, I mean, exactly. Like I think huh? it was like we were hanging out, and it was like on the sixth hour you had been on the phone. Oh. <laughs> and you're yeah. trying to get out. <laughs> um, but no, I just I, I I I'm scared because my you know I don't want my kids to be I don't want my I mean I want my kids to make the same mistakes I did in a sense because I learned a lot from them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, I worry because I don't know how the hell my mom deals with half the things that I did. Yeah. Just, I'll, I'll give you some advice. Just make them very responsible. And, like, the time that uh, you boys slept underneath those girls' beds and, you know, <laughs> at, the, at, the, oh, <laughs> boy. at the slumber party. Well, and I made sure on, that I we? made, yeah, ah. I made sure that Travis called up the the people and and uh, apologized for uh, having done such a sneaky thing, and uh, and that worked out fine because the parents respected. They were shocked. They had that it could actually happen in their house, but uh, they forgave because yeah. here were honest boys. Right. You right. know. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, at some I point, got an apology phone call as well. You got to... I said I should have got an apology phone call uh, as well because Travis put me in the middle. Oh, okay, uh, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so with Travis, he you, you uh, he uh, he was drugged by you to do that. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, Alrighty uh, then. <laughs> just, like, just like you said, like uh, you know, our parents did a good job, and I think at some point you just have to trust that you laid the groundwork and you did the best you could possibly do and, and more than anything you gave them love and support and you spend time with them and like me and my mom were saying when we were just talking about our experience it was a, a big thing that made a difference um, in my life is just, just having that love and, and any time that you have with them is precious and then you know how we our attitude was when we were teenagers it was like I'm fine I'm smart I know what I'm doing you know what I mean and we into a sense we did because we didn't get ourselves in ridiculous, crazy situations, maybe things that, like, our moms didn't know where we were, so they were afraid that maybe we did put ourselves in something crazy. But then again, we had we had a pretty solid head on our shoulders for the most part, right? You know, yeah, yeah. It turned out, yeah, things turned out well. I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you one thing that I've, that I, I can, I can chalk up probably both of our childhood and, the reason we came out with our our heads on the way they are, mm-hmm. um, and you know, knowing the differences between right and wrong, is because mm-hmm. when we messed up, our parents sat us down and talked to us about it. Yeah, and that was. Yeah. Look, I mean, look at you, you, you know, we didn't do something stupid, and then we come home and we get the belt, yeah. you know, or yeah. you know, we get it spanked metaphorically, because, yeah. I mean, like, well, no, no, like, we didn't have to deal with that. Because, frankly, 
you know, like you do something stupid, you get hit with the belt a couple times. It mm-hmm. doesn't teach you a lesson. It just teaches you that there's going to be pain involved, but yeah. not why it was wrong or what the difference was. Right. I feared. I, I love that you brought that up, Roy, because I tell you, in my upbringing, it was the other way around. And uh, I actually sat down and, and would figure it out in my head and then say, I want to do such and such. Let's see. I pay for that with so much pain. Ah, it's worth it. Rather yeah. than really thinking out, am I doing right and wrong, although my parents did teach me right and wrong, and I had a natural sense of it. But you're so right to sit them down, and they're not going to want to talk, but just I don't care if you have to stay up till 3 in the morning, you get it talked out. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like, I I, I would have, I don't, I mean, I'm sure it was the same with Travis, but I feared the conversation more than uh-huh. I would fear, you know, like like what you just said, Kay. Like, okay, the repercussion is I'm going to get squatted. Well, yeah, uh, I would think about how long the pain would probably last on my legs or my bottom, and uh, and I'd say, hmm, let's see. Now that hurts really, really bad for about thirty minutes afterwards and everything. That's a good price for doing that. Okay, I'll go ahead. And do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and, but it makes more I, I difference was, impact with the talk, you know. It definitely. Well, I think when, so because it gives you something yeah. to think about. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because uh, otherwise, and I, and I also felt that I had paid for the thing by doing that, so I was no, I no longer had to carry uh, it around with me because I, uh, yeah, which which is not a good, which is not a good thing. Which, well, you that, might want that, to include. This is a very you, bad message. You might want to include, mom, that you were a hellraiser too, aren't you? When you're a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <Not> a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and each child, each child is different too. My sister never got a spank. Yeah. I never did. I ever. Never. No, she 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 never got a spanking, and you know, I I was I was the one, but uh, I had such a strong uh, such a strong head, and. Um, I lived near a, a swamp that I adored, and I would just simply disappear in the swamp. You know, oh. swamps are very beautiful. They're not that dangerous. They really are. Yeah. You know, there's so there's there's a couple there's a couple things here, and I don't want to go too far off onto it because I could mm-hmm. I could go off for a while. Is mm-hmm. one, you know, when your when your parents spank you or they beat you with a switch or a belt or mm-hmm. whatever other mm-hmm. child abuse they could think of, you know, mm-hmm. all it taught you was that if somebody disappointed you or if somebody pissed you off, it was okay mm-hmm. to hit them. Right. There you yeah. go. And, there you go. But with, you know, with Travis, you and I, like, we have, you know, when you, when you swat your kid, it's, it's done and over with. But when you mm-hmm. sit your kid mm-hmm. down and you talk to them, they they are now forced to deal with the fact that they disappointed their parents. Which is almost it, more long-lasting, like, bad feeling, you know? Oh, I, I couldn't take yeah. it, disappointing yeah. my parents. I just, I just couldn't take it. Not yeah. that I did that much, but there was a few times that I did, and, oh, my God, it would just hang with me for so long. Mm-hmm. But, and, and uh, what happened with you, Jesse? 
Jesse, what happened with you, little sweetheart? Um, Is she there? Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> no, I'm here. I'm just trying to think. Like, I, you know, I, I might have got spanked once or twice, but um, I just I didn't have that whole, like, talking things through with my parents. There was just, mm-hmm. you know, like, like more of like a verbal punishment and, uh-huh. and a lot of like suppression of emotion. It was like, you know what, go and cry in your room until you're done crying. And then oh, that, was, and that was the end of that. So you like, didn't get get huh. to really hash it out back and forth like I didn't understand and be able to 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 uh either be the best liar in town or uh actually talk it out. So you know, what it, you know what Jesse, I, I have thought that you were this placid pool of uh that you could handle the whole wide world and now I'm finding out you're just quiet. <laughs> well we we also had such a strong childhood, me and Roy, you know what I mean, where she was there. Yeah. 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 But um No, you know so, what it was though? Like my my parents, they didn't like I feel like you guys treated your children kind of like at the same level as an adult or like an equal to yourself maybe. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. My childhood. I know I did that. They talked to me like I'm the adult and you're the child. No, no, that wasn't done in my home. And this is how it is, you know, and that was the end of it, you know. It wasn't an Mm -hmm. equal. Mm -hmm. So it was, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't get to talk to my parents in that way that you guys got that Mm one-on-one kind of like equal Mm -hmm. talk. Like Did you have brothers and sisters? And I, I had a younger brother, but my parents okay. were divorced too, and so that okay. made it difficult because I had, right. you know, a step a step parent here and a step parent there, and there was just, you know, two different households, and that's got to be hard for parents. So do you find how- do you find a different parenting style between you and Roy, or are you guys pretty compatible because of your life experience overall, or? I don't know. I think we we agree on a lot of stuff, but uh, we do have our differences. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I want to say more, she's a lot more easygoing than I am. Yeah, I want to say Roy's mm-hmm. a little more strict, which surprises me. Like, <laughs> I, I follow I follow through with my punishment. Yeah, you know, like if I tell if I tell Finley, fantastic. You know, you know, you're going to go to your room. Yeah. It's like they have a healthy fear for dad, but mom, <laughs> mom's like a pushover. But yeah. Like they, know they, they know they can walk all over me and get I whatever have, they want. Finley has the exact same upbringing that I had. Yeah. You know, my mom was easygoing, like just go with the flow, like no, no, Roy, it's okay, you know, just don't do it again. And my dad was the disciplinarian, you know. Yeah. Where you know, my it, it didn't help that my dad was a psychology major. Yeah. And, oh boy! Oh no! Oh. And so he could he could break you down in every which way possible, and you know, and make you really feel like you messed up, dude. Mm-hmm. Um. And there was That's probably re- part of your gift of salesmanship because you could sell ice cubes to Mex- to uh, Eskimos. I know you could. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, you know, it was with my dad, like, there was repercussions, you know. If if you didn't do this, this is what was going to happen, you know. You weren't right. going to, you know, 
if you didn't clean up the leaves, you weren't going to get your favorite dinner or you weren't, you know, we weren't going to go out and do this. And it only took a couple times and I knew that dad was serious. Where mm-hmm. mom was, you know, like, ah, just, just, just ask her a couple more times and she'll care. <laughs> but do you like that balance? Like, do you think that that was that worked in your favor, or do you wish that you both were more disciplinary? Um, you know, it's 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 hard to say looking back on it because I, I lived with I lived with my mom ninety nine percent of the time, or I was with my mom, you know, most of the time, mm-hmm. and so. For me, it ended up, you know, like I had this, like, switch. You know, when I went to Dad's house, I just flipped the switch on because I knew what I could and couldn't get away with. Mm-hmm. Um, what I observed there, too, was your dad had a lot of savoir faire. He truly, truly did. He knew how to let you see the fineries of life and and uh don't buy this this junky piece of clothing uh wait just a bit and buy the better one you know and that i that i saw though i only met him a couple of times i knew he was not someone that thought that he only should have junk in life and he didn't think his kid should only have junk in life either where a lot of them they don't care yeah. Well, I remember he he gave you some other good advice too. He said something that I even remember now, um, or throughout my life, that he said something like, "If you want to go crazy, if you want to explore yourself, do all that stuff when you're in your 20s. Because if you try doing that stuff when you're in your 30s and 40s, you're going to look like a fool, or something like that." That's you know? very yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Roy, yeah, and that happened you know, to, and that happened to my nephew. Yeah. My nephew was such a good child that I used to say to my sister, he's going to get up and murder the whole family in the middle of the night, you know, <laughs> I said, because that's what they always said. He was such a kid. What do you mean that um, all yeah. the brothers and sisters broke the flesh? And he was so, so good. And then in his 30s, all of a sudden, he started doing stuff that you do in your in your teens. And everybody yeah. thought, What's the matter with the dude, you know? And he wasn't mm. doing that much. It was just inappropriate timing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think you've got to let children make mistakes so that they can learn from them. You know, mm-hmm. if, you, if mm-hmm. you're perfect and you never make any mistakes or you never mess mm-hmm. up, you're never going to grow or learn. That's mm-hmm. true, very true, you know. Hey, how, are, how are you keeping those little bookers quiet right now? What did you do? Sleep. Are they over at the neighborhood? Sleep. Them. Yeah, they're asleep. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah. All righty, there's, there's, we we have a pretty set routine with the kids, and so they know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they they go to bed, and we're a mm-hmm. very loud household, and they've been in a loud mm-hmm. household their whole life. They're used to so that. Yeah. They're they're used to dad being a loud as hell all the time. <laughs> is mm-hmm. are either mm-hmm. is Finley loud? Is 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 he exhibit any of that kind of trait or? You know, he's only loud when you give him, like, an exorbitant amount of sugar and then he's, like, a okay. wind-up toy that just never unwinds. And then yeah. uh, most of the time he's pretty, like, mellow and quiet. Not yeah. mellow, but he's quiet and he's yeah. chill. <laughs> yeah. And entertain himself for hours, as far as I can tell. Yeah, he's good. Now, Finley, he's, he's a just baby. a good he's little loud. boy. My my daughter, let me tell you, is the exact <laughs> opposite of Finley. 
Really? <laughs> she is high maintenance. Yeah. She wants your attention at all times. Um, I hear that about girls, though, that they're a little more maintenance. Yeah, well, this goes on all all through life. They say a marriage will only last good a long time if the male in the family will will let the female in the family know that what she has to say is interesting. If he mm-hmm. does not, there's going to be trouble. There's going oh to be God, trouble. Is that what I'm supposed to do? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that what she is. That she's interesting. She this may, is, you may yeah. not even agree right. what she hey. says, but, but her, but what she says is interesting mm-hmm. and important. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly, exactly. And for the for the female, she has to let him know that that she can see his his efforts in trying to protect the home and and to bring in funds and things like that, and not just just figure, oh well, that's just what you do. Recognition. And, Mm-hmm. It's very, very, very important that the woman that the woman lets that man know that. Mm-hmm. And that's and if you have those two, if you have those two needs met, the ups and downs and all the other stuff, you're you're going to last and have a long marriage. But if you don't meet those two things, it, it's not going to last. Yeah, that's the. No, uh, I, I, there was the one. There was something ahead, I wanted right. to say, and it was. Yeah. And, and it kind of went back to my dad, like what Travis, you had mentioned where, you know, my dad had said, you know, go crazy in your 20s because you yeah. got to get it out of you. Right. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I specifically remember a couple instances where, you know, I, you could say messed up big. Yeah. You know, uh, one of them was like, I just, I was relentless on my mom. I was just tearing my mom a new one and it was stupid and you know, it, it, it escalated too far and ended up like getting myself punched in the face mm-hmm. by, you know, my mom's partner at the time. And then there was I think a couple other times where like I just made a series of bad decisions. Mm-hmm. And it didn't result in anybody, like, getting physically hurt or any laws being broken, per se. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, maybe there was laws broken. I don't remember. <laughs> but, no felonies. You know, <laughs> I, I I remember being shocked because I expected my dad, who, would, who was the one who, those couple instances, my dad was the one who came and got me, mm-hmm. you know, and pulled me out of the situation and I expected, being my dad, to just get reamed. Mm-hmm. You know, just have him go in my head, stir it up, and then spit it out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he did the exact opposite. And it was sort of just like, you know what, Roy? That was stupid. What you did was really stupid. Mm-hmm. And you know that was stupid. So I'm not going to, like, ream you a new one. But you, you know, you you acted stupid. I, I'm trying to think how to say it. Like, you know, it sort of stems off of that, like, you're old enough to where you're going to get into trouble. Mm-hmm. But get it out of your system. Um, 
Because he didn't do that, as far as I know, right? He he he. When I heard that story, or, or when he told you that, and you told me, I think you said that in his thirties he he kind of went. He did it too late or something, right? He started messing around or something in his thirties or something like that. You know, no? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I I okay. know that like. I think like looking back on things, like I think he wished he would have like, went out and, like, lived life a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my dad was in college to go to med school. Yeah, so that's serious stuff. His, he didn't have, you know, when, in his in his college breaks, when he was on break at college, he was off in Switzerland with my aunt, you know, mm-hmm. living, uh, he'd go stay at her house during summer break and during, like, spring break and stuff. So he didn't stay back with his friends and party and stuff. He got on a plane and flew to Switzerland and spent it in Zermatt with my aunt, with my great aunt at her yeah. house. And well, it's the kind of things they're doing today. Yeah, this is common today. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't then. Wasn't not then. And so, like, he didn't do those things. And then right after, right out of college, he got it. He, you know, he got a job. Mm-hmm. Um. And and started, you know, working, uh, you know, a nine-to-five sort of, like, serious job. And so he never had that, op- you know, he never had those, like, college, you know, years of, like... Right. Experimenting um, and... Yeah. And, and exploring himself and, yeah. I mean, that's so, ideally how, how the American... Uh, Society is they, what we are expected of you to do, but in some ways, I don't even know if that's entirely beneficial because I think you got to go through those mistakes and those hard times and those, you know, just well, trying everything. And I think I think that's like I think like that's a big part of college is like yeah yeah you're you're yeah, the Animal your, House thing yeah the yeah, Animal yeah, House yeah. thing like yeah you're you're furthering your college you know your school education which some debate is absolutely pointless um but part of that is the college you know what everybody says it's the college experience it's going yeah. to frat parties it's getting drunk it's doing stupid stuff mm-hmm. um and getting it out of your system because as soon as you get out of college and you have to be serious you know it's it's just know, for the you, rest you, of your life yeah I feel that like that bubble is always going to be inside of you, and if you don't get it out, you know, in your twenties, like my dad said, or like you and I did, Travis, mm-hmm. then it's going to come out, you know, in your thirties, in your forties, you know. Yeah. You know, you're going to have that, like, you know, you find those people that are like this midlife crisis kind of midlife crisis, massive yeah. career changes, like. All of a sudden, they're out partying and going buying to clubs, a sports car. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you find forty-year-olds going to dance clubs, and you're like, mm. uh, you "Yeah, yeah right." Them. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now and that particularly happens a lot, and with the with with the uh, people who have to go to many, 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 many years of college, like. Uh, doctors and stuff because uh, some of the stuff they were they were uh, in classes so much and, and all they step out they don't even know how to proper date 
That's and true. He said, wait a minute, this, this, this guy's too old. He said, he should know this. And uh, us women, we react to it. What's the matter with you? You're, you know, you're you're acting like a young like a young uh, boy in high school, and and you've got a you've got a doctor's degree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because because uh, they didn't do that at 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 that time. I'm going to ask you this, Travis. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember me saying this, but what kind of a, of effect did it have on you when I said it? Because I said to him, you know, rich kids. And poor kids do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Rich kids don't go to jail. Poor kids do. And uh, just remember, your mother doesn't have money when you make some of your decisions that you're going to make. So do you remember me telling you that? Mm, no, I remember you telling me that, you know, certain things I was wearing or behaving were going to get me oh, yeah. in prison. Oh, yeah. And that you wouldn't maybe... Yes. If you said, I remember you mm-hmm. say things like, if you ever show up to the to the house high or something, you said like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, uh, of course I won't approve or I you know, won't be happy, mm-hmm. but you'll still have a home mm-hmm. or something like that. But you know, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think mm-hmm. I was really worried about going to prison because I, I didn't think that there was mm-hmm. things that I was doing that were necessarily legal or. No, no, I no. But I wanted you even. wanted you to know that uh, you couldn't play around like. Like and and then when you do, when you dropped out of the music institute, you were you were naturally upset that I that I and your godfather had placed a lot of money behind that. But I said, look, if you were a rich kid, they do this constantly, mm-hmm. and and uh, they change their they change the thing that they were going to school with for constantly. It doesn't mean anything with you. It's a huge decision. So not to get mad at rich kids or anything, just understand that uh, the uh, money status that you were born into, and and that's part of the cards you have to play with. And so, uh, you know, play your deck well. Right. All right, now that we have this on recording, just remember when your kids mess around, you'll be like, you said they were allowed to do this. (laughs) (laughs) My kids will never know about this recording. (laughs) <laughs> we'll be destroyed immediately. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I had a great talk, and um, I want to wish everybody a happy Mother's Day. And I, I, th- I hope you guys. And thank you for this. coming and allowing me to be a bomb. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Roy. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, Mom, do you want to you want to close this out? Well, this is how uh, Sundays with Kay always ends. Now take your candle, place it next to my candle flame, and then pass it on to another and another and another because we're going to light this world up. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thank, Thank you, you so much. I enjoyed it. Me too. I want a love that's on the square. Can't seem to find. 